Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast, where we talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm Christina Zimmerman, a top producing real estate agent, business owner, coach, and mom of two great boys. This podcast is for all the women out there navigating through motherhood and building big businesses. My goal is for this to inspire, motivate, and encourage you as we go from surviving to thriving in motherhood and business. Today we're going to be talking about efficiency and getting your life back. I know we've talked about time blocking in previous episodes and time management. This is going to be a little bit different. This one is going to be focused solely on moms who are working from home and they have the kids at home. This is also different from, you know, when the kids are homesick. This is for all of the moms who are trying to get a business off the ground or try and keep their business off the ground while being a mom, while managing the home, while raising the kids, and just trying to juggle everything. We live in this culture now where we're just so busy all the time. And if we're not busy, we feel like we're we're not doing it right. We're missing out on some things. So we try and keep our schedule jam-packed and stay busy, busy, busy. And we've found that because of this, if we rest, we start to feel lazy. And we're starting to see a lot of burnout in moms, in business owners. And if you look statistically, a lot of businesses fail in their first five years. And I think it's because of this lack of systems and structure and support and efficiency. And it's leading to burnout, especially as a mom. I mean, moms in general just get burned out, but then throw a business on top of that. It's very easy for that to happen. So what do we do to prevent that? And how do we structure our lives and our businesses to where we don't get burned out and where we are getting that rest? Because we need to relook at rest and the immense value of rest and how to get that in our lives, how to get our lives back as business owners and moms to where we're not getting burned out and where we can really enjoy life and live life to the fullest. So that's what we're going to talk about today is efficiency and getting your life back. So we're going to go over a couple different ways to do that, a couple different steps and don't get overwhelmed. This is one of those situations where, you know, they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You need to break it down into steps. So I'm going to give you these tools and these things that have worked for me and for other mom entrepreneurs. And I want you to take one example and just start implementing that into your life and see how it goes and maybe give it a week, maybe a little bit longer, depending on how busy you are. And once you feel like you've really gotten a good grasp on that and you're ready to start implementing more steps, jump into the next step. You don't have to do these in any particular order, but I want you to really sit back and look at these and say, okay, here's one thing that I'm going to start doing. And once you start seeing the results from that, shift into more of those different tools because 
but before you know it, you're going to realize, oh my gosh, I've implemented so many of these. Things are going so much smoother and it wasn't that hard. But if you look at these as a whole, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So definitely break it down and just do one thing at a time. And, you know, remember that those small changes start to add up to big results. So the first thing I want you to do is to, as you're going through your day, make a list of what you think you can leverage out. And I'll get more into leveraging in just a minute because I know for a lot of moms, if you're just starting your business or your business just isn't at that point where you can afford to leverage things out yet, we're gonna work through that. So just hang in there with me for a minute. But when you're doing this, I want you to be brutally honest with yourself. Look at these items. You know, when I was starting my business, one of my favorite things to do was the marketing. I loved it. It was fun. I didn't have to think too hard, but I could I could focus on it and just make things look really nice in flyers or posts or, you know, anything like that. And you could see the results and it was really rewarding. And I thought, well, I'm really good at marketing. Well, it took up a ton of time. And when I started looking at why I was so busy and what things I needed to leverage out and hand off. Marketing was one of them, but I kind of held on to it because I knew that that was something that I was good at and I enjoyed and I didn't want to give it up, but I had to get brutally honest with myself and really look at what stays and what goes and then stick to it no matter what. So as you're doing this first step, I want you to really be honest with yourself and say, what are the things that only I can do? And write those out. So as you're going through your day, you're doing your work day, I want you to write out that list of the things that only you can do and then the things that you should be leveraging out. And this is something you can sit down and just throw together a list, but don't stop there. I really want you to, to throughout at least one day, if not a week, write these things down as you go throughout your day. You know, maybe you're you're running to your next appointment and you're realizing that you need to get an email reminder sent, but you don't have time. That's something that needs to go on your leverage out list. And when you stop driving or get to where you're going, write that down really fast, whether it's in your notes on your phone or wherever. So then by the end of the week, you should be able to sit down and, and have a very clear list of the things that only you can do and the things that you know you need to leverage out. So get really clear on those items. Once you're clear on them, take a minute and, and kind of look at the value in those items and look at your, your P&L and figure out if there's any room to hire someone to leverage those things out. If there's not, I want you to put together a plan that shows what you're going to leverage out and when and how you're going to do it. So for example, you know, in real estate, if you know that you need to average one more closing a month to be able to pay someone to do your marketing, put together a plan of how you're going to get that one more closing a month and a plan for, okay, once I'm averaging that extra closing a month for four months consistently, I'm going to hire that person or, you know, a house cleaner or whatever you really need in your life. So as you're writing these things down, yes, you're doing it for your business, but you're also doing it for your personal life. And a lot of times there are 
mom entrepreneurs that will say the biggest thing you can hire out are the things at home, the cleaning, the cooking, the grocery runs, those types of things. So don't just focus on this as, you know, leveraging out your marketing or your emails. You know, there are all kinds of different ways that you can best use your time. So as you're writing that plan of what you're going to leverage out and how, you need to be writing down when. So look at those stress points of this is the one item that I need to leverage out that is really just driving me the craziest because it takes so much time and I never have time to get to it or it's consuming my time to where I can't get to the other more important things. And then put together your plan of how you're going to get that off of your plate. And maybe it's part-time, maybe it's only a partial leverage, like you can only hand off some of it, but it's a start. So put together that plan. Definitely keep it as a working document. Revisit it over the next few months and make sure that you're still on track for what you need to hand off. And then you should be able to see as you review that, hopefully the time that it's bringing back to you and that it should be increasing your business and your time at home. You know, you should be getting real results out of the things that you're leveraging out. Now, as you start to leverage those things out, I know I talk a lot about systems. There are some things you can do as far as systems that don't take a lot of work, but take a lot off your plate. So for example, email templates, depending on what your business is, I'm sure you have something in your business that is either the same question that gets asked every time from clients or some type of information that you send out to every single client at every single stage. And you'll start to notice, and you probably know already as you're listening to this, oh yeah, I know exactly which email I do that with. So for example, the first one I did when I started in real estate was every time I got a new buyer, I would send them an intro to home buying email. And for the longest time, I would type the whole thing out every single time. And then I started just copy pasting it and just changing the information that was different per client. But for the most part, it was exactly the same every time. And I never thought about it, but I was copy pasting this email so much. Once I finally got some systems in place, like a CRM and and workflows, and we'll talk about all those in a second, I was able to plug in those templates and have them just auto send. And, you know, I'm able to click on them, change those few details, and it just sends. And I don't have to worry about copy pasting. I don't have to worry about, you know, scrolling through old emails to find that email template. You know, create those templates and it will take so much off of your plate. And like I said, you probably already have some created that you've been using, but you just haven't thought about it. So, you know, even if it's just a Word document that you're plugging those into for now, have them all in one place so you can just copy paste them. And those are going to come in handy when you start hiring people to help you as well, because it's easier to hand that off and say, hey, this is the system I use for my buyers. They're always going to get this email when they start out with me. And here's the email. There they go. They can take it. They can run with it. They can make it better. They know exactly what to do with it. And you're not having to micromanage and constantly be on top of them about, hey, make sure you send this one email and that it says this, this, and this. It's already done. It's already there. So create those email templates. And when you're doing that, it should not take you long at all. 
But even the time it does take you is going to save you so much time in the future. One of the things that you can implement is a weekly client follow-up. So depending on what kind of business you have, this might not be necessary. But for someone like me, where I have clients that, you know, we work together for weeks or months looking for homes. Once we're under contract, it takes 30 to 45 days to close. Setting an expectation to where they know they're going to hear from me every week on the same day at the same time can really alleviate a lot of the extra legwork. So for example, my sellers, they know they're going to get an update every Friday on how the week has gone and what the showings were, what the feedback was, or once we're under contract, understanding that they'll get an update as far as where we're at in the transaction, what's been done, what's coming up, what still needs to be done, and that they'll get an update on that following Monday as well, since a lot of times weekends are very busy for real estate. I've noticed when clients know that they're going to hear from you, they don't bombard you as much because they know their questions are gonna get answered. And I've heard a lot of realtors say that they'll even give their clients a notepad when they first meet with them and tell them, hey, if you have questions throughout the week that aren't urgent, write them all down. And when we have our Friday morning call, I'll be ready to answer all those questions for you. And it might sound silly right now if you're only doing a few deals at a time, but if you have 20 contracts in escrow and working with multiple other clients, you have to start systematizing like that or you're gonna get really scattered. So having that weekly follow-up, just set that expectation, have those email templates, and it could even be an email update. So once your clients are under contract, let them know that they'll get that email update and maybe just one call a week or whatever it takes. Obviously, sometimes we have people who need more communication than that. That's fine. This is a case-by-case -case basis, but the idea is that the majority of all of this should be streamlined and should take a lot off of your plate. So I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about something similar, but she is a content creator and she was talking about having a content day. And I think this applies to any business. Any business is going to have to be involved on social media. It's in some form, no matter what you do. So any mom and any person on this planet right now knows that Social media can just suck the time away from you. And before you know it, you're looking up, realizing you were just on Facebook or Instagram for three hours and can't figure out how you didn't get anything done that day. Creating a day where you create all of your content for that month. And it doesn't have to be super elaborate, doesn't have to be overwhelming. You know, look up Google schedules for content. When's the best time to post? What are the best things to get engagement? And just schedule that day. It doesn't have to be a whole day. It could be an hour. It could be two hours, depending on how efficient you are with your time. And plug in all of your posts. Schedule them all out for the month. And then try to only interact on social media as needed versus trying to create content every single day. And that can seem kind of overwhelming too to create a whole month's worth of posts, but start to look through your old content and repurpose some of it. Think of it as like a library of resources. You know, a lot of different things can still be relevant with just some tweaking and could save you a lot of time. So create that content day, put that in your schedule and 
that should hopefully take a lot of the daily tasks off of your plate and just knock them all out at once without taking up too much time. Another thing, and I've talked about this before, is your client resource system. So your CRM. And there are so many CRMs out there. I could give you all kinds of recommendations, but honestly, it's going to come down to what your business is, what your business needs are. There are so many different kinds and they all do different things. So set aside some time to research and make sure you find one that works well for you. And if it's not working well, don't be afraid to cut ties and switch to something different. But the CRM should really alleviate a lot of work for you because it should be something that will send out contracts for you or send out invoices and send reminders for those invoices if they haven't gotten paid. Uh, you should be able to create workflows on how you're reaching out to your clients and new clients and things like that. It should all be pretty simple to build out, but it should take so much time off of, or so much off of your plate to give you more time. I mean, for example, when you send an invoice to someone and it doesn't get paid, a lot of times we're so busy all of a sudden, a month later, we're going, oh my gosh, I never got that invoice paid. Let me follow up with them. And then how much time have you spent following up to get that invoice where, you know, if it was through QuickBooks or another CRM, it would just automatically remind them every week. And once it's past due, it'll start to remind them more frequently. And hopefully they'll go ahead and pay it without you even having to reach out. So that right there should take a lot of of work off of your plate without costing a lot of money, without having to hire anyone, and it should just be nice and simple. So breaking all those things down, that's not a whole lot. I mean, the list could go on and on and on, but I think that's a good grasp on the main things that should start to take some of the items off of your plate. For the second part of this, there are two things that I wanted to talk about. One is breaking down your daily items, and then two is breaking down tasks on a bigger picture and figuring out how to build them into your day. There's the book called The One Thing, and a lot of people talk about, you know, breaking down in your business life. What's the one thing that you need to do that will move your business forward on a daily basis? Sometimes it can be hard to break it down to one thing, but I really want you to try and then maybe write down two supporting things that you know really, really need to get done, but they're not necessarily the most important thing. So write down those three things that will really get you the biggest results, the things that you need to be doing on a daily basis if possible to keep your business moving forward. And once you've written down those things, I want you to look at them as what type of tasks they are. Are those things 100% focus tasks? For example, something that you would need to focus on 100%, like when the kids are napping or when they're in daycare or when they are at a class for the afternoon. You know, something that you would sit down and tell the kids, I just need 30 minutes. I need you guys to go play outside because I just need 30 minutes to focus on this. That's the 100% focus tasks. And I want you to write that next to those tasks. And then look at 
your tasks and say, okay, which ones are the half focus tasks? So the things that I need to focus on, but if I got interrupted, it wouldn't be the end of the world and I would be able to jump back into it relatively easy and write that down next to it. And then there are the things that are the multitasking items where, for example, cooking dinner. You can get interrupted while you're cooking dinner or chopping up veggies and be able to come back to it without even having to think about it. So as you break those things down, what you're doing is you're going to look at those 100% focused tasks. And those are the things that you need to build into your day very carefully and purposefully. So look at your day and if your littles are at home with you on a daily basis, when is the time that they are either going to be doing something that doesn't involve you and you know you won't have to step in constantly to help them or to check on them? Or when will they be napping? There's a lot of moms that work during nap time. And remember that during that time, that's your time to work on your business on that 100% focus task because you will be able to give it 100% of your time and focus with no interruptions. I know a lot of times when the kids go to take a nap, we will, I mean, all day long when we're playing with the kids or taking care of them, at least me as a mom, I'm constantly thinking about, okay, as soon as they take a nap, I need to do this, this, and this. And the list is never ending. So, you know, when the kids go down for the nap, it's easy to stand there and go, okay, which one am I going to do? And usually it's whatever's the most pressing. It's the laundry that's been piled on the couch for two weeks and it's now 10 feet tall. Or it's the vacuuming or the mopping. Well, maybe not vacuuming if they're sleeping. But you get the point that there are so many tasks that can take that time because we know we can focus on it. At the end of the day, when we do that, though, we look back and go, why didn't I really get the things done in my business that I really needed to? And it's because we aren't devoting that specific time to the 100% focused tasks that we needed to get done. So block that time off that you know that that time is going to be devoted to your business and to the one thing that's going to push your business forward. And then the half-focused tasks and the multitasking items and those types of things, you can get those done when the kids are awake and when they're running around and playing and you know you can get some things done, but you might get interrupted a little bit. Breaking these things down and understanding which tasks have to be done when can make such a difference. And I've noticed if I'm not purposeful with my time like that, if I have a lot of time to just kind of work on things willy-nilly, I tend to lose my focus and I'm not very efficient at all because I know I'm not really zeroing in on the things that need to get done when they need to get done. So one of the results of breaking this all down this way and having that 100% focus time on the items that you really need to focus on is you'll start to see you're being a lot more efficient with your time because you're structuring it in a way that you can be more efficient because you can focus and you can knock it out of the park. There's all kinds of studies done on multitasking and how I think on average you lose 40% of your efficiency when you're multitasking on things you shouldn't be. And that's why it's so important to break these tasks down so you know, okay, this item is one that I cannot multitask on and I'm going to give it 100% focus at this time every day. 
And then the rest of them, you know, you can get to them throughout the day. And it's not it's not something that has to be done right that second if the kids interrupt. So I hope these things help you. And then the bottom line for all of this is as we start to build out the structure for working and trying to be more efficient, you should hopefully start to see your time come back to you. Whether you're leveraging things out to people or just structuring your day more efficiently, you should start to see some time for you know more focused time with your family or maybe even time to rest a little bit so you're not getting burned out. Hustling is okay for short bursts and it's absolutely necessary in building businesses. There are going to be times where you're just going to have to give everything 110% and just push through, but it's not sustainable. And so this episode is hopefully here to give you some tools to help things be more sustainable. And when you get through those bursts of hustling, You should be able to structure your day, leverage things out, and hopefully eventually leverage things out to other people and get some of your life back and be more efficient with your day. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you can take some of these tools, start to implement them in your daily life and start to see the results. Thanks for listening. Be sure to click the subscribe button to make sure you're the first to know when new episodes are posted. You can also connect with me on Instagram at czim underscore realtor or visit my website at www.christinazimmerman.com.